alive, beaming from the heavens. <laughs> the heavens of holiday. Is this Mill Creek? No, this holiday. Oh yeah, borderline Murray, but we're <laughs> definitely definitely in holiday. It's like Daybreak in South Jordan. I live in South Jordan. No, you live in Daybreak. Yeah, there's a giant twelve foot sign blocking the sunlight to your bedroom. <laughs> yeah, you live in Daybreak. <laughs> um, what's new? What's going on? Oh, not a whole lot is new. Just uh, working, trying to take care of a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I'm getting ready for one of those myself. Number oh, three. Yeah. Number three. Come in January. Yep. Uh, I'm excited to introduce her to F1. It's going to be good times. Yes. F1 hasn't... It's been around since she's been born, but... Oh, your you're baby. Baby Yes, yeah. She'll love, she'll love that. Yeah. She, like, watched one race with me before they went on summer break, mm-hmm. but she was still at the point where... But now she's like awake and yeah. active, kind of. Well, so I mean, if you have trouble getting her to sleep, um, kind of this season, she can watch the first half a lap, and Max will be in the lead, and then she can fall asleep for the next fifty or sixty laps. Yeah, wake up uh, for the last ten minutes to see what happens in the middle of the pack. Whoa! After uh, a bit of triage, <laughs> Hunter was sitting in a swing suspended from my ceiling that apparently my children have been playing in, and it loosened the anchor in the ceiling. And it is no longer suspended from it's the ceiling. no longer suspended from the ceiling. Hunter is also <clears throat> shorter from a compressed spine. <laughs> um, that was wild. Okay, you're good. You're good. You're sure you're Oh, I, I'm totally good. You're crying a little bit. Right. Again, you keep bringing up things that people aren't supposed to know, like my well, capris last week, crying capris, this capris week. Capris this week. Well, I mean, I had to since you. <clears throat> I mean, it's, since you talked about it, you're wearing an AC Milan jersey to celebrate Christian Pulisic, the greatest American soccer player. Better is he better than Landy? Better than Landy? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's better than Landon. I also. To me, when I think of, like, they call him Captain America all the time, yeah. Pulisic. Yeah. Every time somebody says that, I just think of Clint Dempsey. Don't, you're not allowed to say that name in my house. Oh, I was yeah. never a big Clint fan. No? Definitely appreciate what he did. Yeah. But I never, never fell in love with Clint. Mm. Kind of the way I did with Larry, <clears throat> which is probably more of an indictment on myself than anything else. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but it was cool to watch him score that banger. Oh, yeah. So good. It was, it was good to just see him, like, be... Christian Pulisic again. Free from the shackles of the dumpster fire that is Chelsea. Yeah, don't remind me about that either. I'm I'm a Chelsea fan. <laughs> I put away my Chelsea jersey for a minute. Pulled out my AC Milan jersey. Good call. I will say this much, though. In the realm of jerseys, seeing Chelsea's uh, jersey with no title sponsor is so sweet. I know. I it's really it. cool. It looks so good. It like does. the like reflective gold patches. And yeah. I don't know what. I don't know. I just see no advertisement on the front of it. Yeah. Makes me hate them one bit less. I can't remember what year it's like a throwback to, but to me it's like, it's like old cars. All the new jerseys are so complicated. Yeah. And everything. Have you seen new uh, cars. Manchester's third kit this year? Menu? I don't think I've seen it yet. It's like uh, dark green and cream color stripe with a maroon stripe down the I did see that That's one. That's a throwback to That's 
It's pretty cool. Yeah. I, everything that, like, is going back in time design-wise, except for kids' clothing, is really good, too. Yeah. I see the kids are I'm petitioning to be, bring back the PT Cruiser, actually. <laughs> a redesign of a redesign. <clears throat> retro, retro. Chevy HHR? The whole line. That whole American domestic line. The SSR, the HHR. Winslow and I saw a purple SSR Mm -hmm. yesterday. Mm -hmm. And it is atrocious and so cool. Three cars combined into one to make it completely used. It's a a hot rod. Yeah. It's a pickup truck. It's a, a, a convertible. And it doesn't none of them. <laughs> it really doesn't. Did you see the episode of the Grand Tour where that was the car that Richard yep. bought? <clears throat> it was perfect. Perfect for him. Yeah. Loved it. Um, okay, before you fell and shattered your tailbone and back. Yeah. And uh, potentially lost your ability to further your uh, child having capabilities. Yeah, the hook that was holding <laughs> it up may or may not have landed directly on my posterity jewels. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was. I wish uh, I wish we would have. I, I don't ever like to be on video, but I wish we would have had that on video because it was. Once I realized that you weren't dead, it was pretty funny. But we were, so we were talking about Formula One. Yep. Getting Sunny into Formula One. Yeah. Um, it's good. So Zandvoort is coming up this week. Right. Coming back from the summer break. I think the trickiest thing for me is I. Uh, I'm a Ferrari fan. Yeah, uh, that's me too. And it's been brutal the last two years with with Ferrari. Pretty much ever since uh, no, Seb left. Since Seb left. It's yeah. Been, it's been a while. Yeah, ever since Seb left. So I'm trying to decide, like, do I let Sunny pick her own team? Do I raise her into Ferrari fandom? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Just the, the So it would be fine if she was a fan of anybody but Mercedes. Right. Even though Mercedes is not winning currently, like I just, yeah, I, I have a bad taste in my mouth, and that's like becoming the same way with Red Bull. Which yeah, it, you, <clears throat> you get tired of it. You just get tired of the winning, and I understand that. That's I mean, yeah, that's kind of how it's always been. It really There's is. Always been an you know every era has been dominated by a team every yeah. two or three years, but with Max, it's been totally different. Right, because the amount he's, he's winning every race by it's it's wild. Is ridiculous. Like yeah, it's it's kind of been funny to see Lewis like poke at it. I'm like that so I have I have a buddy, uh we coach a soccer team together and he is a huge Mercedes fan. Um he loves Lewis Hamilton. And it's the one thing that's almost torn us apart as <laughs> Um but he talks about how boring so he's been into formula one for like three or four years oh just so he's, kind pretty, of just, he's pretty he's new. pretty recent okay um and he talks about how much he hates watching uh max win and how it's unfair and how they oh, need to do gosh. something to regulate uh <clears throat> the teams better and while i agree to to a certain extent that is the british pot calling the dutch kettle black <laughs> right. it was it's just too much um so, I, I don't know. I don't know. Formula One, I love the pageantry of it. I love the cars. I love the spectacle. But it's it's not must-see TV. I have to make an admission that yeah. I've watched. I've watched every race this year, but only two of them have I watched all the way through. 
Right, without fast forwarding or yeah. not falling asleep. Yeah. Qualifying is pretty <clears> fun. <throat> this one of the yeah. spin races was pretty fun. Um, but just the races themselves are not that competitive. Um, because it's it's just not I, I know everybody says there's midfield battles, um, and things like that. And it's been cool to see McLaren kind of uh the last few weeks do pretty well before the summer break. I don't know what upgrades they brought a few weeks ago, but that's like one of the most dramatic changes yeah. I've seen in a per- performance in yeah, I mean since were, I've been watching Formula One, they were like backmarker Williams type speed, and now they're <clears throat> kind of best of the rest. Um, I don't know. So it's been. I hope that Formula One comes around and they can kind of figure out how to make it a little bit more competitive. Yeah, I I don't know. <clears throat> I've only been in Formula One for you know twelve or thirteen years though. So there are people who have been fans for a long time that will yeah. probably say that I'm crazy and. Yeah, I feel like people always like <clears throat> talk about wanting to go back to when Formula One was great. I'm like, it's always really been like this. Like yeah. Williams dominated for a while, McLaren dominated for a while. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it just. I, I would love to see. Uh, and we talked about this last time. Less technology in the cars. There are. It's just gadgetry on wheels, and I would love to see a little bit more. Uh, I'm not saying the drivers aren't amazingly skilled. But I would oh, love yeah. to see a little bit more reliance on driver skill yep. and on you know delta b 3.25 strategy for a half lap <laughs> right i don't want them to be able to adjust the car <clears throat> i don't want the pit to be able to adjust the cars while they're going i just want a driver and a car and see how it goes yeah i i agree it's it's been i don't know i i feel like it's like an exercise in engineering almost sure it's kind of like a lot of the new cars today it's more of a like i don't know it just doesn't seem like how far can you push the engineering right and and then like you said the drivers are incredible like the best drivers in the world probably you ever seen max have you ever looked at max verstappen's neck it's like his chest doesn't end it just sprouts ahead at the top of it danny rick too yeah they're they're amazing they're phenomenal athletes but there's just something there's just something missing yeah um have you ever watched videos of their workouts? Oh, it's wild. Doing like neck workouts. And, <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, it's cra- And then like former drivers, like when uh, when Hulkenberg wasn't racing and then he came in for, who was it a couple years ago? He like subbed in for a race. Um, so it was um, Grosjean and uh, um, why can't I? Why can't I think of the other Haas driver right now? This is this is incriminating. It is a little um, bit incriminating, but maybe Haas should do something with themselves to make themselves <clears throat> more memorable. Yeah, I agree. But after after practice and stuff, like he didn't participate in all the practice because his neck was so sore, and yeah. he'd only been under Formula One for like a year, year or two. Yeah, yeah. It is it is pretty impressive. The Grosjean and Magnussen. Is that it? Wasn't it Grosjean and Magnussen? Didn't Hulkenberg come in for Magnussen for a little bit? I think so. I think Magnussen was... Maybe he got COVID or something. It was probably during the COVID. I, I don't remember. COVID yeah. season. We'll, uh, <clears throat> we'll do some research. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to. We're uh, uh, showing... Edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, if we're leaving you falling out of the ceiling, Ian, we're not editing anything out. <laughs> right. So I, they're going to Zandvoort this week. I think it's the coolest track to me. It's a pretty special it's track. So cool. It's a little underrated, maybe. Just that it's special. It's just the setting and the rolling hills and the bank curve. It's just, it, I think it's super cool. Yeah. It's it's different than a lot of, everybody talks about, everybody talks about Spa and Monaco and 
Rightly so. But yeah, anybody that says that Monaco should not be on the F1 calendar anymore is... They're making... The cars are too big. The cars are too big. Here's my idea. Give them cars from the 70s or 80s to drive around Monaco. Make it more of a spectacle instead of the big, uh, giant cars that they drive now. Yeah. I know. It's kind of sad how how big the cars have gotten. I was looking at like an image the other day of like the generations of cars. Yeah. And these new cars are like so big and wide. They're like the length of a full size truck. Yeah. They're huge. Well, full size trucks nowadays are like a Nimitz class <laughs> aircraft carrier. That's true. Uh, so I have my old Mercedes today. I went to the gym and I parked next to and just a base model F one fifty. I swear my car could fit you. inside of the bed of that F one fifty. It's it's crazy how big they've gotten. Everything's getting bigger. Like the new M3 is like nearly the size of my M5. I know. It's so crazy. Is it because people are getting bigger? <clears throat> or is it because safety? What do you... I think a lot of it's safety. Like when I look under the hood of a lot of new cars, the distance between the engine and the front bumper yeah. is crazy. Okay. It's yeah, it's all the it's all the safety regulations. Interesting. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see hopefully some teams bring some upgrades after the summer. Hopefully. Me too. I've also heard some rumors in a few years that they're maybe considering bringing back V10s if they can figure out. Yeah. If they can figure out the fuel situation. Yeah. But to me, I also don't understand why Formula One is trying to reduce their carbon footprint. I mean, I understand why they do it, but it's uh, it's um, it done in name only. Yeah, I agree. Just the logistics around everything, getting moving an entire racing series across three continents, basically. Four continents yeah. uh, throughout nine months is there's a little bit of a carbon footprint. So yeah. <clears throat> having saving uh, an extra twenty percent on fuel. Right. Anybody that's carbon. listening to this, go on YouTube, look up a video logistics of Formula One, and prepare to be amazed <laughs> because cool. the amount of stuff that they move and how quickly they move it from country to country or continent to continent is unbelievable. It's yeah. it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And just uh, the amount that Red Bull spends on catering alone will blow your mind. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. Oh man, I uh, I don't. Are you, so you have your Milan jersey on. Yep. Did you watch any of the? <clears throat> so Premier League started two weeks ago. Yeah, Premier League started two weeks ago. I've been watching it like it was going like it was going away forever, and then came back. Every year when when Premier League comes back, I'm just like a kid in a candy store. Amped. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. It's uh, I look forward to it every every summer. I mean, we go through it every summer, and they're only off for like ten weeks or something ridiculous <laughs> right. like that. But you know, by the end of the the season, the previous season, usually by the end of the previous season, the title winner has been decided for a month or so. So there's not a lot of uh, anticipation for a lot of the teams for the yeah. last part of the season. So uh, coming into the new season, there's always this renewed right. hope of optimism. Or yeah. Renewed optimism. Um, and it's been it's been pretty cool to see, especially with, I feel like there was so much turnover in the league this year. There was a ton. So much turnover. Yeah. I, of course, I was watching the Chelsea game, and they were saying that... You know you don't have to, right? Yeah, okay. but I can't not. Oh, that's fair. But when I was watching, they were talking about since Todd Bowley purchased the team, they how much how much do you think they've spent? If you had to take a guess, I couldn't even guess. 
$7,000. They have spent $1.2 billion on player transfers. They are looking good. Yeah, and they are not looking well, super they played, good so, so they played my team the first uh, first match of the season. You're right. 1-1 draw. 1-1 draw. It was, pretty, it was a pretty decent game, It was a fun game. It was a fun, it was fun game. Um, and it, yeah, I, I didn't... Uh, Liverpool is... I've been a Liverpool fan since I was little um, because I liked the logo when I was a little kid. <laughs> right. School. Um, but they are... Again, they've gone through a lot of turnover, too. They lost Henderson and Milner and, and uh, you know, uh, Fabinho. It's weird seeing James Milner play for another team. He went to Brighton, right? Yeah. Brighton and Hove Albion. Yeah, which I, I've liked. That's the thing, like, watching MLS, like, we both love soccer, and mm-hmm. we uh, were huge RSL fans. <clears throat> but I don't watch a lot of other MLS games. Like, mm-hmm. occasionally I'll watch highlights, like the yeah. highlight reels on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, you're not going to watch, like, uh, Nashville and Charlotte play, right? I'm just not. And uh, But Premier League, I'll watch any game, yeah. any day. Yeah, like, it's, that's how I feel, too. And of course, like I try not to compare the leagues because the Premier League is obviously on another level. I just enjoy watching soccer, but um, you, it's it's not just the quality of the game; it's like the excitement of the games, and it's just a whole different. It's almost like a religion over there. So, like, it's, yeah, it's funny that you say this. So, in college, I I did political science and economics. Yeah, and I had a professor who was kind of a he was a European history professor. And in his class, I wrote a little article about um, how nationalism and like local passion for in these smaller communities was so intrinsically tied to soccer. And I ended up getting to write an entire, uh, it was like a 25 page article on the importance of soccer in the European union specifically that's super cool. I it's didn't know just that. there's so much more of a community feel. It's just like you say. Yeah. People are so invested in their clubs. <clears throat> and there are so many small clubs too. Yeah. So here in uh, you know, it, MLS specifically, there's one basically one team per state, unless you're in, you know, California or Florida, one of the bigger states. Right. But that doesn't really allow you to build this grassroots fan base necessarily. No. Nope. And we have passionate fans in the MLS. For sure. But, you know, the teams in Europe have been around for 100 years, 125 years. Yeah. And they have generational uh, fans. Like their grandparents and their great-grandparents were fans or were players. And it's just such a different vibe. So you get like, the whole, it's almost like college football in the Southeast in the SEC, yeah. where people will go and tailgate like two days before the game starts. Right. It's the same thing in the Premier yeah. League and uh, in the championship and, and a few of the other uh, lower leagues in English football and, you know, in Italy and Germany, it's the same thing. Just such a different, oh yeah, different product all around. You watch the fans when, I mean, when anything happens, but especially like goals and stuff, it's like, it's like it's the greatest thing that has ever happened yeah. to them and they're just, they're watching a soccer game. That's right. And then they'll but, fight each other after. Yeah, and before and during. Like, yeah. my favorite thing is the line of ushers in between. <laughs> the solid line the of yellow home, jacket ushers. Home, yeah, the home fans and yep. the away fans. Yep. It's like, and fans will regularly, like when a team scores, jump the wall and like hug the players. And then they just get pulled back by yep. the, like it's totally fine. Yeah, If you did in the United States, you'd end up in prison for a month. And rightfully so. Yeah, rightfully so. Um, 
It's yeah. So it's it, I love when the Premier League comes back. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how a few teams do. I Arsenal agree. was so close to edging oh, out City yeah. last year. I I just I it was the only time I've ever cheered for Arsenal because I just can't. I would cheer against anybody to beat City. I would cheer, mm-hmm. for, I would cheer for Chelsea to beat City. <laughs> um, I just that's can't, saying something for you. I just can't deal with with City anymore. They, I don't know what it is. Stupid blue uniforms or the <laughs> billions of dollars that they spent to buy trophies. That's probably it. Yeah, that's the the interesting. I'm actually curious to see, like, they've had a little bit of turnover as well. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you heard that Kevin De Bruyne is out for, yeah. like, five five months maybe. Yeah. He's going to be out for a while. I that love, hamstring. So I love Kevin. It's hard not to. He's, he's so understated. He's so, yeah. He seems so humble. Yeah. He's so stinking good. Yep. And you look at him and you wouldn't be like, oh, that is a premier athlete at the top of his game no and also one of the players to thrive after leaving chelsea yeah that seems to Bruyne, mo salah yeah like they have a long list of guys that have kind of flourished after. pulisic is on pace to score a goal every game <laughs> right one for one, one, game. <laughs> one for one there are a lot of teams though that i'm like super interested to see i think arsenal like added a couple pieces that will mm-hmm. be super helpful i don't mm-hmm. know if they added a lot of depth is Thierry Henry still playing for Arsenal? <laughs> I think so. Oh, nice. He's in spirit. Old, yeah, in he's um, handballing things all over the place. Yeah. But I'm curious to see. I mean, they added Declan Rice. Yeah. That's a big one. Yep. They added Kai Havertz, which I was never. I always was annoyed when he was in the starting lineup with Chelsea. And I don't know if that's because I wish that Polisic would have been instead or if it's because mm. he never yeah. made any Didn't of it. He, he never scored. Any of his chances, it seemed like. Although he did score some pretty big ones. But, like, teams like Aston Villa, West Ham. West Ham looked really good. West Ham looked super good. And I really like, I like Brighton. I was actually bummed that Brighton lost Mark Kukurea to Chelsea. Yeah. Because he was so good for Brighton. And now he's sitting on the bench at Chelsea. Oh, man, that's... uh... Many men have died. How am I a fan of this team? I don't know. I'm a Chelsea fan. Listen, I'm trying to. I'm a New York Jets fan too. I don't oh my god! Okay, team, we're but... not. So I'm not an NFL guy. We are nipping that in the bud. Yeah, that's another podcast. Not a football guy. Yeah, I don't have the attention span. My ADD, man. It. Uh, <clears throat> I can't watch a four-hour football game. <clears throat> yeah, Just can't do it. No, it's um, better than baseball, except for the playoffs. Except baseball playoffs are so. Good. Yeah, baseball playoffs are awesome. World Series. There's yeah, just something about it. I watched all 162 games. Yeah. Can't do it. No, I think I've watched 160 games in my life. Yeah. Uh, what else about the Premier League are you excited for this year? I just Anything? want to see. So Liverpool, we lost basically all of our midfield. Yeah. But we have Trent Alexander-Arnold, who kind of rotated over from being a fullback. Uh, Jurgen played him in the midfield a little bit at the end of last year, and he looked really good. Yep. Um, but we've looked our back line especially has looked pretty shaky the first couple of games. Um, in, in fact, Trent, the first first goal that uh, – or the goal that uh, Liverpool gave up over the weekend was a bad touch from him. Mm. So I feel like – this is going to sound weird. I feel like uh, they're still in the upper echelon, but they're broken. But yeah. they're in the process of being fixed. Yeah. And it's hard for me to doubt Klopp a lot. He's such a oh, – He's so good. Yeah. Um. He's like a Pep Guardiola type level of, of yep. coaching acumen. So I just want to see how Liverpool does. Salah has looked really good. Um, 
And I just, yeah, I just think he keeps getting better and better. A little bit of resurgence for Salah. I feel like yeah. last year he struggled a little bit, especially yeah. towards the end. Yeah. After all the, all the built up frustration from last year, mm-hmm. it was it was actually good to see him. It was like, a rough middle yeah. third of the season. Um, McAllister, everybody was pretty high on him. Oh yeah, straight red first. Straight game. red first game. <laughs> and it yeah. was a ridiculous red card. Yeah. Maybe a yellow. Studs yeah. were up, but anyway, that we're getting into the weeds. On the Premier League, but I'm I'm amped for it. We are. I want to see. Uh, do you have any relegation predictions? I mean, it's hard to think that Everton's going to stay up this year. They barely snuck in, and they they looked they looked really poor. I mean, they gave up a goal this past weekend on their own throw in, like they threw it yeah. in, yeah, to nobody basically. Yep. And I mean, as a Liverpool fan, that makes me happy and a little bit sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I think Luton Town, Wolves maybe. Yeah, I can see Wolves. I'm curious to see if Leicester will come back up after one season. But that's, again, getting into the weeds because that's we're in the championship now. Is that 2015, now. 2016, Leicester? Still the coolest story in all of sports ever. I am like – so I was on my mission yeah. when they won the Premier League. Yeah. And when I heard that, I was like – I couldn't believe it, and I'm really kind of bummed. When I got home from my mission, yeah. I went through and I watched the – there's like a documentary on YouTube about right. the whole season, and I swear I watched it with my mouth open it was the, the entire time. The most incredible It was incredible. I, I mean, going back to like uh, the the Invincibles, the Arsenal team yeah. that you know, didn't lose. Yeah. That, I mean, probably the most amazing thing that I've seen since then. Yeah. I mean, what would that be like? Leicester winning the Premier League, that would be like – the your Jets going and winning the Super Bowl next year. Pretty much. Like, I think, I can't remember what the odds were of them winning. It was like one in 10,000 or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. of winning the Premier League. Yeah. And I don't think anybody's name has ever been screamed more than Jamie Vardy in that. Man, he was like a baby Harry Kane. <laughs> By the way, Tottenham without, without Harry Kane? Yeah, they're looking, they're looking rough. They're looking rough. They had they got nowhere to go. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, Premier League. I'm excited for it. Yeah. On the last Chelsea note, I will say that their uh, their new signing, Caicedo, uh, 145 million dollars, most expensive transfer within English football in history. Yeah. And uh, yeah, first game gives up a PK, <laughs> and their other. North of a hundred million dollar midfield signing in Enzo Fernandez, yeah, uh, misses a PK. Yeah, so they're three hundred million dollar midfield. Negative, negative one. Yeah, negative basically one. cost them the whole game. Things are looking good. <sighs> Things are looking good. I feel like Chelsea's on the same level as Liverpool, where they're like an upper echelon team for yeah. sure. Yeah, but I think they're a lot farther away from being back in the upper echelon. Compared to Liverpool, okay. I think they've I think they've got a ways to go. We've got some fun things to look forward. To. Yeah, we do for sure. It's good times. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so with uh, with that being said, what's your rant today? You were totally switching gears again. We both uh, get to have the fun uh, of navigating ADHD. Me and Hunter. So our brains jump around like a rabbit on crystal meth. <laughs> right. But probably less efficiently than a rabbit on Christmas. Yeah. 
but that's kind of one of the reasons we did this podcast is just to like have these conversations we normally have. Just explore. And yeah, just and jump explore. around. And I'm assuming they'll get like a little more fluid, a little smoother yeah. as we continue yeah. to no, do they them. They but we're having fun doing it. And I don't know. People have told us that we should do a podcast and mm-hmm. just have our conversations. I think so. That's so what we're doing. We stop talking to them. That's like, no, you probably should, it. You stop talking to us and just record this and throw it out for nobody. Yeah. Well, so here we are. Yeah, here we are. And we're having fun nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I, man, I feel like there's been, I could have a lot of rants recently, but one that's been really like on my mind. So I told everybody what I did last week, right? Take yeah. care of You're cars. A, an and, automotive concierge. Yeah. But that is, so to clarify uh, how Hunter and our brother-in-law Winslow run a business called Corsa Mobile Detail. Um, it's our, it's our title sponsor of this week's podcast, Corsa, Corsa Mobile Detail. Check them out. Uh, high-end automotive detailing and concierge services. So they do uh, really extensive details. So not like a, a vacuum and a wax, but it's multi-hour, multi-day projects to bring cars back to their uh, showroom finish. Yeah, and then maintaining that also. We'll keep them looking that way. That's right. um, super fun. So he, they're super persnickety about uh, they're not they're not judgmental, but they see little things that people uh, might be able to do a better job of, which leads us to this rant. That does lead us to this rant because I we also take care of boats, like a lot of boats, and I lately have been seeing so many people pull their boats wherever they're going to the lake. To I, I saw a couple that seemed like they were on their way down to Lake Powell, probably, which from us is like a seven hour drive, right? no cover on their boat. And the way they make these new covers, it's seriously like it takes maybe five minutes to put a cover on. It's like a couple of Velcro things and some ratchet straps that tighten it down. Like it's so easy. I put one on a boat twice a week just in personal use and it's super easy, but people are just towing their boats around with no cover. And I I don't think, especially all this construction that's going on. Yeah, we live in a constant state of uh, road construction. Right. We live in Utah, and we just went through one of the worst winters we've seen. Yeah, one of the wettest winters since uh, the Ice Age of 212,000 years ago. Right. And it destroyed the roads, so there's construction everywhere. Yep. And, yeah, people are just pulling their boats around with no cover. And I can't imagine the amount of filth and that's just accumulate, And it's so unnecessary preventable it's so preventable but they're going to they're going to a giant lake they're going to get it wet anyway gonna rinse all that road grime off it's right? it's not no it's all just not balls of tar that get attached to the vinyl right we really we had a client who decided to tow his boat one time without the cover on it's going to provo canyon during construction and they had laid down like this it's not like that nice new asphalt surface it's like that super rough it's a sealant yeah yeah and it it like for the first however long people driving on it like flings up Mm -hmm. and his boat was full of that stuff and it left like little spots all over his seats oil and tar right yeah petroleum based anyway whatever it was right and it's like it's just not it's just not worth it just put your cover on your boat (laughs) it takes five minutes and please wipe your boat down after you use it. Yeah. Come on. Get it together. Or be like me. And don't buy a boat and rely right. on your friends to have it. Or you can pay us to just come. Like, we have one client. He uses his boat. He doesn't like to wipe it down or anything. 
Every time he uses it, he sends me a text. Hey, I just used my boat. Can you come up here the next few days and clean it? Yeah. Done. It'll cost you money, but sure. it'll be like a brand new boat every time you get in it. It's an investment. It's a, it's yeah. a, but it's, so per, it's preventative maintenance, right? Yeah. It's like eating, it's like eating healthy. Yeah. But so are the boats. I mean, an affordable boat now is like 120, 150,000. Crazy to me. So yeah, that one that, uh, the guy calls me every time he uses it, G25 Paragon Nautique. It's like a $450,000 boat. Sure. Yeah. And he treats it like one. I mean, that's, that's what you do. Yeah. But that's my rant. I love it. Just put a cover on your boat. Put a cover on your boat. It comes with one. There you go. Yeah. Always better covered. Always better covered. Yeah. I don't have any, uh, I don't have any rants today. I don't think. I mean, I've got like my whole life is micro rants kind of. Yeah. Because I only have two, two emotions, um, self-righteous indignation (laughs) and, uh, jocularity, just joking around or being angry. Yeah, that's this. That's I'm working on it. I feel like that's our uh, maybe our whole family's go to uh, is just sarcasm. Oh, so we're so in any sarcastic. situation, we're so sarcastic, yeah. and it comes back to bite us every now and then. But yeah, yeah, it really does. Um, what about Sammy, your wife? Does she put up with your sarcasm, or does she roll her eyes? Uh, she puts up with it. Okay, okay. Because yeah. Liz sprained my wife sprained her eyes the other day. She rolled them so hard. <laughs> Because I just can't handle being serious. Well, there's no fun in that. Nope. That's my rant. Yeah. Stop being so serious, everybody. That's, that's actually good. Everybody takes it so seriously. Everybody's like, want, yeah. Just have fun. Got to steer away from political discussion now. Cause that, yeah, oh, immediately. Yeah. Veer. Hard left. Hard left. Pull harder than a freight train away from that. Chris um, Harris drift away from that. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, okay. I've got a question for you. Switching Let's see back, if I have an answer. Switching back to uh, our automotive roots here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a uh, $100,000 box of cash, hundred grand in it, that mm-hmm. you have to spend not on a single car. It can be. Yeah. But on uh, how would you spend it? On an automotive-related expense, what are you buying with a hundred grand? Mm-hmm. Rod bearings for my E60 M5? No. That well, so you've got sixty four thousand dollars left over. <laughs> right. Uh, that's a super good question. I let's say you have to buy cars with it. Okay. Yeah. No. I I, I like that. Um. I always my internal debate with this question is always, do I want one one hundred thousand dollar car, two fifty thousand dollar cars, yeah, ten ten thousand dollar cars? Now you're speaking my language. Yeah. There's at this point in my life, there's a few cars. I think I would want something that like maybe like a fifty thousand dollar car, reliable. Okay. I could drive it every day. Okay. That way, I could go after the other cars that I really want that might not run every day. Okay. Um, but for fifty grand, I would probably get the most nine eleven that I could get. Mm. Um, so fifty I, grand. What are we? What is that? Uh... That's so you gonna, could get pretty much any 996 that you wanted. You could get you could get, could 996, you could get to a 997. You could get to a 997 for sure. Um, maybe like a, a C2S Carrera 4 997. That's like 996 turbo yeah. territory probably. With uh, upgraded coolant lines? Uh, 
Yeah, that's gonna okay. You're gonna need ten more RAM. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think I would do a nine nine six turbo. I think I think the nine nine seven is like kind of the perfect nine eleven. Like not as big as the nine nine ones and nine nine twos, but yeah. looks a little better than the nine nine six. Uh, although we were talking about that last week, we both do kind of like a nine nine six. Yeah, but like the Carrera. Yeah, right. Narrow body. Narrow body. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I'm probably going to get the most 911 that I can get. Or uh, I also mentioned Alpha Julia last week, and I think you can get a Quadrifolio for like 50 grand. Okay. That's kind of towing the line of my wanting it to run every day. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe you want something that ran. Yeah. But then the other cars, like, I would, man, it's hard. It's hard to find an E36 M3 for ten grand now. Um, yeah, but I would consider that car for sure. Uh, for some reason, I've always been drawn to and wanted an Alfa Romeo GTV6. I just I, found a GTV6 Hot Wheels car. I know you at sent my me that. local grocery store, and it was the greatest thing. You sent me a like. That is one of the most obscure cars ever, and they made it a Hot Wheels. Yeah. Gotta love it. It's so sweet. Yeah. But I don't know. That's like such a weird design. Like, it almost looks like it's bent. It does. And, and pinched. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But that, for sure. Um, that, uh, it's hard. Yeah. What What about you? What are, what are some cars on your mind? I'm going to keep brainstorming. Here. Okay. Keep brainstorming. So, there are, and I, I would kind of go through a similar exercise. Um, because I am, and I talk about this a ton, I'm more attracted to, I honestly think regardless of financial situation, I would be more, I'm more attracted to old kind of strange things. Yeah. Um, so I think I would want something that would work on a consistent basis, which would probably be, I would probably buy a Volvo wagon, a V90, um, because I'm a huge wagon guy i've been a wagon guy since day one i just love you've only owned like eight of them so yeah yeah i've owned a few volvo wagons um man maybe i would even try and find i had a v70r yeah that was a cool car uh three or four years ago that i loved but man the v90 not the cross tour or the 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 uh lifted one but just a v90 yeah uh r design i that would be my go-to um and then i would find um Probably like, uh, oh man, I want my 914 back so bad. Yeah. I need a 914 back. But in place of that, I, so I'm not going to say 914. I'm go, going to go with a square back Volkswagen Type 3. Oh, yeah. There have been some good ones pop, pop up locally yeah, recently. There have. They're so um, good. So a square back Type 3 would be in the collection. Another wagon. Another <laughs> wagon. Gosh dang it. <laughs> Um, and I would probably want some sort of old alpha, like a, a spider. Yeah. Duetto. So in my, our other title sponsor this week is Everyday Livery uh, Automotive Art Company that one of us uh, runs. It's me. Um, I'm a super good guy though. I've invested a lot of money into this podcast over, how much was the microphone? $36. <laughs> right. So thank you, Everyday Livery. Um, but I have been, I've gotten to do a couple of, uh, alphas over the last few weeks and I kind of have a thing for, for the old alpha roasters um, any of them I'm not even going to be super particular yeah 
Uh, so that probably puts me pretty close to where I'm at a hundred grand. Probably pretty close, depending on depending on where you go. I would actually like also an old uh, Ducati motorcycle too that my yeah. wife would never let me ride, but I'd keep it and I'd stare at it longingly. Right, in your living room. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Say to your wife, I can either ride this or it's in the living room. Yeah. And then she would point to herself and say the same thing. Um, that was wildly inappropriate. Um, so I would, I would have that V90 as an everyday, as an everyday, because it's just it's so good, it's so clean. Um, and then that square back, a really nice square back, uh, Type Three, some sort of old Alpha, or you know even like a a first generation Boxster S. I think. I, oh yeah. I have a blast. Uh, I've had a blast driven. I've driven a couple of those. Yeah. And they've been really good. But just things that are going to be functional and fun that put a smile on my face. That's pretty much where I'm at. I don't need other people to look at it and be like, that guy's got it going on. Yeah. You know, I don't need uh, an R8 V10 with bald tires, mismatched tires, like I've seen numerous times. Yeah. Um, things that are fun. I've got to an age where I just, I, I don't care what other people think which is great it's such a great place to be yeah i agree that's another car i would consider kind of on your volkswagen type 3 line is i really love like the early early beetles i love an early volkswagen beetle like uh, oval window or um yeah maybe a little after that i'm i was thinking like late 50s early 60s like it's not super early but yeah i i've driven a few of those and it's just it's a just a fun a fun experience but it's what, just so like you're part of it. Yeah. You're it's, part of it. Yeah. You're really, that's what, and that's what I like about like a manual transmission yeah. is being a part of the. So this is going to sound funny, but the old, so I've driven a few older alphas, uh, a couple of older Porsches and you feel it's not just like, you're not just shifting your own gears. You're not just, you know, using all three pedals and steering. You can feel like, the engine, you can feel the vibration of the engine. You can feel the road. You feel everything, and you're part of the experience. Yeah. It's just so magical. It really is. And you don't have to be going a million miles an hour to... In fact, it feels the same if you're going 35 miles an hour. Yeah. And it's equally as terrifying sometimes. That is 100% true. Okay, okay so fun. what if you could only do one car for 100000 mm, I know that's tricky for you because I don't even think you think about that tricky. much. I, I don't. But it would definitely be uh, a Porsche, maybe a, a 993, 964, something like that. Yeah, yeah, 964 would be up there um, for sure. Just because that, to me, like, that's the first car that I really fell in love with. Other than the first car that I fell in love with was an F40. And I don't think you can get one of those for 100 grand anymore. No, you can get, I've seen one made out of a Pontiac Fiero. Looks nearly identical. You couldn't even tell the difference, I bet. No, okay. hardly. Yeah, so it would, <laughs> it would be, yeah, probably a 964. Uh, because it just, it's the, to me in my brain, it's the perfect car, the perfect sports car. I agree. And I don't know why the 964 is slightly unloved, but I think it's coming around. And that's until you said that I was going to have a Cayman GT4, a little more modern, like first generation GT4. And the wildest car to drive, like go-kart level of fun. Yeah. That's like, that was maybe my first, like really great automotive driving experience yeah uh when i worked at i worked at the porsche dealership in lehigh for every time i tell people that i point towards <laughs> where it is you can and i'm not even direction, though, right yeah 
Um, but yeah, a customer came in, he had a GT4 in, uh, in racing yellow, which isn't my favorite color. It looks a little bit like a, a toy to a me. Garish. Yeah. Uh, but I, I detailed it for him. He asked if I would detail it for him. And then when I took him his key back, I said, I need one of these in my life. And he said, for 20 minutes, you have one. And he threw the key back no to way. me. And my manager was standing right there. And I was like, I looked at him like, can I leave for 20 minutes? And yeah. he's like, go for it. That's so cool. So I went and I drove it. Uh, I drove up Timpanogos Highway and then up over Suncrest and back. That's not 20 minutes. Well, I took some liberty. <laughs> um, I knew he was he was a super cool guy. I had talked to him before, so it wasn't like he thought I was stealing it or anything. Yeah. But like actually getting after it a little bit in that car was that was pretty special. And I've had cemented in my mind the GT4 for yeah quite some time now. Yeah. And I think the first generation actually sounds a little bit better than the other. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't seen. I haven't driven a GT4. I've driven a Turbo S. Driven a couple of other things. But I've heard that the GT4 is like the the driver's car. Yeah, for sure. Which is cool. Yeah. Also, for a hundred grand, you can almost get a nine nine one Turbo S. You can for sure get a nine nine one Turbo. Yeah. I don't know. Just I, the other thing. The other thing came to mind, and this again goes back to my wagon roots. Uh, maybe an E sixty three wagon yeah yeah not, not a new one of course but just there's something about a huge v8 in a wagon that's such a good looking car it's so yeah it's so it's so naughty <laughs> right i'm all for it yeah well one of my buddies for around that price he just bought a brand new defender and I was like trying is to it talk. Is a ninety? Is it a one ten? Is it a one thirty? It's a one ten. Okay. Yeah. The nineties are cool. I see a ton of one tens. There are so many one tens around. It's crazy, and I love them. Yeah. It's like there are so many, and they do look good. They really do. Um, the first time I got in one, I was a little disappointed. Mm. Uh, I don't know why. Like it's a Defender, so it's going to be a little more Spartan. Spartan. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Our brains do work the same. <laughs> Poorly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little more Spartan. I, I kind of wanted it to be like a little bougie, like a Range Rover interior almost. Yeah, but then, but then they make a Range Rover, right? Exactly, and so that was kind of my thought process. So when I got into it, I was a little disappointed, and I was down on them. But I've kind of come back up. I, I love a ninety. The ninety is the so two, cool. Same with the Broncos, the new Broncos. Yeah, same. I like the two door Broncos. I do too. And there's so there are probably in my little pocket of. Uh, life here in holiday, I probably see 10 110s a day. It like literally they've overtaken the G wagon in our area. Really? Yeah, they have. Oh man. Um, which is great. But there is one white uh, Defender 90 that I see, and it's just so cool. Yeah. It's actually is it more expensive than the 110? It is. The base price <laughs> so is more expensive is. than the 110. Uh, and now, so we just we have our first 130 that just moved in. Yeah. And it is the biggest car I've ever seen. Yeah. But I like it. The back end is cool. I know there's so much overhang though. That's the one thing it's, there's me, it's like, okay, we're just gonna take the 110 and just add seven feet Not to, the, the, wheelbase to the back. Well, of it was it. weird because one of the kids got in the back and the front wheels came off the ground. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, but they leveled it out. Okay, so let me ask you this question then. Yeah, would you take a brand new, fully 
kitted out 110 or would you try to find a resto modded 110 for the same place for the same price oh man because have you so have you let me let me ask this have you ever driven like a a stock 110 or a stock defender 90 from like an nas defender 90 from 20 25 years ago i don't think i've driven one that doesn't have an ls in it okay so okay so you yeah. haven't had the full experience then i don't so think i have imagine driving a shed <laughs> with a lawnmower engine in it yeah the, the lawn the lawnmower engine is typically diesel yeah um that's the same driving experience yeah i mean it's amazing it's right. cool because there is before the import uh you know, before you could start importing these four or five years ago, mm. if you saw a 110, like it was life-changingly cool. Yeah. And now they're kind of everywhere. Now they're kind of everywhere. There's a bunch of companies that have started to, you know, throw the LS in there and put some quilted leather seats in and they're really cool. Um, but the base model, the original ones were pretty terrible to drive. Yeah. Kind of like uh, the FJ40. Oh, yeah. Not great to drive. Amazing yeah. experience. Amazing experience. Yeah. I like, I still, sometimes I go and take uh our dad has an fj40 a 70 76 yeah 76 um and i'll go and take that sometimes just because it's so fun like it's great 50 miles an hour is about all you're gonna get mm -hmm. but you don't need anything more than that in that it's, car it's it, pretty fun it's pretty awesome but yeah i've driven a few of the i've driven probably four or five of the resto mod i guess is what you call it Defenders. Yeah, yeah for lack of a better word yeah the my favorite one that I've driven um, is probably from Arconic. That's not a hundred grand, though. No, that's not the same no. price point. I think this one was like two, maybe a little north of two hundred thousand. Okay, but it is—it's so awesome because you still get some of the quirks and everything of like an old. The ergonomics are kind of off. Yeah, they're actually pretty terrible. Yeah, but I drive an E thirty six M three, and the steering wheel is off center. Yeah, so I'm fine with that. But I really, I really like that, and. I like the look of the new Defender a lot, but I don't know if I I need to put I need to put more miles on one to really see if sure at, at this at this point I would take a resto modded one before. So we have yeah. a client with a um, it's a ninety Defender ninety. Mm -hmm. This is the and, like the original the North American spec one from the mid nineties. Um, no, it's a yeah, it's a, it's a an older one. Okay. Yeah. Um and it does have an LS in it, but that's like the only the only thing he's done to it. Like maybe the suspension is a little more mm -hmm. modern, but like the interior is bone stock, everything and I I that's pretty cool. love that car. Yeah. Cuz it'll you can drive it on the freeway. Mm -hmm. Um which I drove it from Park City to our shop in South Jordan. So about 30 miles. Yeah, and it it's it's so awesome through one of the busiest canyons in the whole world it's, it's yeah a cool drive. yeah um that's actually that sounds pretty cool yeah i don't know i don't know what i would do but like the yeah the arconic or the shackleton yeah those are so amazing um and i just i really wonder about the build quality of the new uh land jlr products yeah it's not it's not super awesome it's really cool really plasticky yeah which i feel like everything is now yeah. everything's like the new macan yeah. If you get in a new Macan, I would take the last generation Macan 10 times out of 10. Just because the build quality feels so much better. Less plastic. I really like the Macan too. Yeah. They're like one of the few. I mean, I have an SQ5, so I can't talk too much trash on CUVs. Yeah. But 
the Macans are are definitely up there. But I, I feel like it's a little bit criminal what these resto mod companies are charging for these. No, people pay it, man. I know people that's pay it. Yeah, it's it's wild. Like there's a like Profit Land Cruisers. If you've heard of Profit, mm-hmm. they do like a lot of FJ40s, FJ60s. Yeah. But like I I went to Cruiser Fest down in Moab mm-hmm. a few months back, mm-hmm. and they had a really really nice FJ40. Uh, Profit did. They were there, and it was two hundred grand. That's wild for an FJ40. What about you? Said you drove a, a restored rest. I'm gonna keep saying the word rest modded Bronco. Yeah. Oh yeah, that. from vintage Broncos. Yeah. If you go on their website, it's incredible. No, oh, they're amazing. to scroll through and see. But yeah, this uh, the one that I drove. Uh, two door, hard top, uh, super nice. Drives amazing, but it's like two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. Insane. And it's just crazy. It's got like a Coyote V8 in it. Does it really? Which, yeah. So, like, it it really it drives so nice and everything. I just I'm thinking of all the things I could buy for two hundred and seventy five thousand. Mm-hmm. And it's Part that's not at the top. That's not high on my list. I get it. I get it. I would happily buy like a lesser. Uh, it's kind of funny actually. The guy that has the Defender ninety mm-hmm. that's like LS but stock inside. He has a pretty similar Bronco. It's like. It's got a it's got a Coyote V8 in it, and it's like a little bit nicer on the interior, but pretty pretty stock as well. Yeah, and that's the one I would have. It's a little less. Sure, a little less. A little less of everything. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I wonder about that too because I do. I love seeing. Uh, let me ask you this question. Okay, let's. Uh, would you take like a seventy? Well, no. Let's even say this. Would you take a G sixty three? Mm. Or a G550. Oh. Because I see, again, before the Defenders started taking over my neighborhood, there were like seven or eight G63s. Right. Varying shades of gray and black. Yeah, I feel like for for that car, I would probably take the 550 because then I would be willing to do what I would actually want to do to it. Like put some off-road tires on it. Like, make it, like, I don't think a lot of people realize when they see a G-Wagon rolling around that it might be the most capable off-road vehicle on the market today. Yeah. Like, they don't. They, like, they see the big fancy Mercedes badge. Yeah. It's crazy how capable those are. So, there was, uh, in my uh, other life, I'm a consultant, and I was with a client, um, and I was parked in their parking garage, and there was a Brabus 4x4 squared. And it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And to think... Of, you fit that in a parking garage? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't even check that. If there were scratches on the roof, they probably would. <laughs> right. um, but to think of... I, you know, I was kind of caught off guard with the grandiosity of it. It was all blacked out, you know. Was it one of the first generation ones or was it like a newer one? No, it was one of the first generation ones. Oh, yeah. And it, uh, you know, has the portal axles and it's just this wild machine. And then you think, oh, wait. You could drive your 914 under that. Yeah. Well, I was in my little Audi wagon. Oh, and yeah. I could have driven that underneath it. But the off-road capability of those things is pretty wild. It's, yeah. I mean, it's the 4x4 square literally do anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, the new, and same with the Range Rovers. Like, they're so capable off-road. Both the G-Wagon and the Range Rover have sonar that will tell you how deep the water is that you're driving through. Fish finder? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. 
Most people will go around a puddle in those. I would. Yeah, I would too. Because have you uh, ever heard anything good about British electronics by chance? No. No. Well, that was good times. That was good, that was good times. I feel like we... We touched on everything, I think. <laughs> we, we touched on everything. We did. There was no uh, intracomparative Middle Eastern politics, but we'll get to that next week. Yeah, that's our that's our main topic for next week. Okay, All right, man. We'll go and have a good week and uh, go drive something fun. Sounds good. Let's rehang this chair. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs>